Okay, let's start our discussion this year of Parshas Emar, Tavshin Ayin Beis, as we uh, continue in these days of Sphira, and we start off with the Pnei HaTorah. Pnei HaTorah, just a, a well-known story of the Vilna Gon, but uh, I saw it in print, so I gave it to you in the, to start, get things uh, started this week. We know the second half of Parshas Emar is the Parshas HaMoadim, in Perechaf Chaf Dalid, Perechaf Gimel, and then uh, continuing, mostly Perach of Gimel is the entire Parshas of Moad, did before Perach of Dalad. And we go through Pesach, starting with Shabbos, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, as we're discussing uh, at length in the Mitzvah year. And Sukkot is towards the end. There's a well-known story about the Grah. Mesupra al-Agonar v'leomi vilna, sheikbet kol yama v'lakayim mitzvah z'arbas minim b'melo ha-hidur. The Grah always did Dalad minim, Dalad minim, it was a special mitzvah to him. Every mitzvah was special to the Grah. But Dalad minim, especially Zman Chaseinu. The Chag of Simcha. So he always did it. He did it um, in a special way. So the story is said over in two ways. One way the story is said is that one time there were no Esrogim in Vilna. So he sent his Shliach to go find him an Esrog. And he said, pay whatever the asking price is. I don't care what the asking price is. Just get me an Esrog. I don't care. I'll pay anything. That's one version of the story. That's not this version. This version is that, no, it was just... Somebody came to the grub. Pam Adam Echad. He see Esrog, and the grub showed him, and so he showed the grub a beautiful, amazing, amazing Esrog. And Bikei Shagon Lechoshes Esrog Bechir Mal. The grub says, "I'll pay you this. I'll pay you that." The guy says, "No, no, 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 no. It's not for sale." Offers him an exorbitant amount of of, of money. No, not for sale. And he says to the grub, he turns to the Vilna Gon and says, "I only have one asking price. I want all your schar that you're going to get." For this mitzvah, all your schar for all the, for the dalaminim. You're ready to part with your schar, so then I'm ready to sell you the esrog. The grow without biting an eyelash. The grow says salt. Grow says I'll take it. That's what he says. Says by line eight. Believe to see him without the. I'm not sure. No. Harini makabel. I believe Shalim. Yes. I, I, I all the schar. Is, can he do that? Is it in an Akadosh Baruch Hu's realm? Okay, not our questions now. It's a kasha on story. But this is the, this is the story. And the story goes that that year, the Grah, when he shook Lulav and Esrug, he was more besimcha than any other year in his life. They saw the radiance. They saw the shining on his face. And they said, Rabbi, you paid so much for this Esrug. We would think that you'd be the least happy. We'd think that you'd, you, know, you, got, well, you got an Esrug, but look what you had to pay for it. So the says, you don't understand. There's a mission in Perki Avos that we all know that I've never known whether I was really Mekayim it properly. Because in the back of my mind, I always know that well, there's an Olam Haba, there's a Schar Onesh, and I know everything I do, Magili, there's a, right, the Balabais is going to give me the Schar for it. So I never knew. But it says in Perki Avos, having Mishabshin is Harav, Amanas, Shalom, Amanas, Lakabal Pras. When I was supposed to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just because of Abbas Hashem. Not because we're going to get anything from it. But I was always wondering, maybe I, I wasn't so lishma. Halavai, we should be zochet to the Graz, I wasn't so lishma. But the Graz said, finally, this mitzvah is the first time in my life that I could do a mitzvah without any sveikos, without any doubts. I'm for sure doing this totally shalom almanas l'kabel pras. I'm not going to get any reward for this mitzvah because I sold it. And the mitzvah is only a mitzvah, and that's why he says that he had tremendous schar for this, for this simcha, for this mitzvah, as he says at the end, 
Line 16, Lo igati lo madriga zu arayom, kivit sho yodea ani, shemuftach schar min hashamayim, lo makayim mitzvahs borrow, and he says, now I got it. Okay, that got us started. Obviously the message being not that, I, I can guess maybe he got schar for it anyway. I don't know. I don't know, maybe he won't, uh, he won't, but either way, shalom anas lakabal pras, that is, that is, um, what is foremost in our mind. Okay, the first section of the parashat, now going back to the beginning, tells us about the Kohanim. All the halachas of the Kohanim, Emor la Kohanim b'nei Aaron, v'amartei alehem l'nefesh lo yitamah b'amah. Do not become tameh, many different halachas, do's and don'ts. Fascinating, two thoughts about the Kohanim that kind of work in opposite ways, though they complement each other as well. Opposites, but complement. Let's see the two thoughts. First, Perech of Aleph, Pasaches. The Torah tells us, V'kidashto. The only mitzvah about the Kohanim that is not only about the Kohanim. This is a mitzvah upon each and every Yisrael to be mechabed, to give proper kavod to the Kohanim. Says the Pasuk, V'kidashto, you shall sanctify him. Included in this mitzvah is giving the coin the first aliyah, letting the coin bench, be mechabed a coin in any way, letting the coin speak first. If there's a three speakers, let the coin speak first. Be mechabed a mitzvah say daraisa. V'kidashto, ki eslechem elokecha humakriv. Why? Because he offers the bread of God. Karbanus. Kadoshi yalach, ki kadosh ani Hashem mekadeshchem. Okay. V'kidashto, you shall sanctify him. What does it mean, you shall sanctify him? He is sanctified. What's the mitzvah upon us? The language doesn't say v'kibadato. V'kibadato, it says by, by Shabbos. What's v'kidash? We have to sa- How do we sanctify a Kohen? Okay, we give examples. Says Rashi, v'kidashto, quoting Chazal, al-karcho, by force. He, we sanctify him whether he likes it or not. Meaning in what case? Shim lo garesh. Let's say Rachmana Litzlan, a Kohen is married to someone who he is ushered to be married to. A Kohen is married to a Grusha, for example. So then we force him to get divorced. Halkeyu garish. We force him to get divorced. We have to sanctify him. He has Kedusha, and it's incumbent upon Bezdin, upon all of Klai Yisrael, to make sure he acts along the lines of being a Kadosh. That is a mean. Simple question. There is a principle in the Gemara, and this question is asked by, I don't think we've ever had a source from this, the Moshe of Zkenim. Moshe of Zkenim is a safer, it's a compilation of Bali Atosvas. So I put together a lot of the thoughts of the Bali Atosvas a la Torah. So that's the Moshe of Zkenim. See, he asked the question. The Gemara tells us that in the days when we have a Bezdin, Mehera, the Mehera of Yamenu, Bezdin makes sure that every Jew does all the mitzvahs I say that they, he or she needs to do. The Mishnah tells us that if somebody doesn't want to sit in a sukkah, Bezim forces him to sit in a sukkah. If somebody doesn't want to do any mitzvah, that's the principle of kofin al mitzvah saseh. For a lo saseh, there are, there's a list of punishments in the Torah if we do it, with hasra, with warning. So that's the lo saseh. But the assay is it's just a lost opportunity. But the Gemara already says, kofin al mitzvah saseh, we force. So ask the Moshe of Skadim, what's the Chiddush? What is the new idea that's being told to us by the Torah here? Sanctify the, the Kohanim, the Kiddashta, make sure. If they're not keeping the mitzvahs, you have to force them to do the mitzvahs. What's the Chiddush? Of course. What, a Kohen is worse than any other Jew? Bezal will take, make sure every Jew is fulfilling the Torah. Why is a Kohen any different? That's the question of the Moshe of Zakanim. 
says the Moshe of Zekeinim online too. Vitema, he quotes Rashi, it is Vitema, Pshita, Umaish Nami Kalaveros, Shim Eino Rotzel Lahaniach, the Malkinoso Miasros Lahaniach, every Jew. Says the Moshe of Zekeinim, an amazing Havamina. Amazing what I would have thought. Maybe I would have said that we wouldn't force the Kohanim. We'd force every other Jew. But the coin's married to a Grusha, we wouldn't force it to get divorced. Why not? Coin is worse? He's more Kadosh. He's more holy. The Yesh Lomar. Tahava Amina. I might have said, When do we say that Bezim will get involved into my personal life if I'm not doing the mitzvahs? By Yisraelim. By mitzvahs that apply to all of us. Aval be mitzvahs Kohanim. But when it comes to the mitzvah specifically of Kohanim, Matzi Lameimar, maybe the Kohen could have the attitude of, a Kohen, I can't marry a Grusha, I can't go into a cemetery. Why? Why? Because I, I, I work in the base of Mikdash and I get Shruma, you know what? I'll forego my Avoda. I'll forego all of my privileges. Just take away the Yisurim. Maybe there's a connection, says the Moshev's Kanan between the privileges and the restrictions of Kohanim. And maybe the Kohen has the ability, I would have thought, to abrogate and to say that, no, I'm giving up my privileges. No, no Karbanas. Just let me go to the cemetery. Maybe I can do that. Tani Chuni, Leoz What, I'm worse than a film, my, my neighbor here? My neighbor's Ramosha Feinstein, was he a straw? I'm worse than Ramosha Feinstein? Let me be like Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha Feinstein goes to the cemeteries. Tanichuni, Leos, Kamo Yisrael, Lisa, Grusha, Shalom, Levin, Avoda, De'eni Yasser, Alababar, Kedushas, Kohanim. Maybe I would have thought there's a connection between the losases of the Kohanim and the extra mitzvahs that he does. And therefore he has the right to say, I want out. Va'ani'eh Yeshav, Eli Yisrael. Kamash that's why the Torah has to go out of its way and say, Kohen can't do that. It doesn't matter if he doesn't want to do the Avoda. It doesn't matter if he's not interested. His kedusha is inherent. And his kedusha does not let him forego any of the halachos and the mitzvahs and the dinim that specifically apply to him. Meaning, he can't. He has kedusha, And he should never want to get out of it because it won't help anyway. That's the Moshe of Zkenim. Amazing Havamin on the one hand. Maybe you would have thought the assays and the los assays are the Kohen are late. There's an opposite, yet... It works together. Complementary idea found in in Reb David Feinstein's sefer on Chumash, the Kol Dodi. Speaking about Ramosha Feinstein, in the Kol Dodi, David Feinstein points out that if you look in the beginning of the parsha, Vayomar Hashem al Moshe Emol Akonim Bnei Aron, as you see the pasuk that he calls Vyamarta Aleim. Three times you have the verb Aleph Memresh. Not here, but Rashi in many places on Chumash quotes Amira is a Lashon Racha. Amir is a soft way of speaking. Soft. Right? Like the Pasuk in Yisro, right? Uh, the difference between Tagei Lebanai Kosomar Leves Yaakov, the women of Tagei Lebanai Yisrael. But, right, Haggadah is a Lashon uh, Kasha. But Amir is a Lashon Racha. Rabbi David Feinstein says, fascinating. Amira, where we're about to tell the Kohanim all the things that they can't do. So there you use a soft Lashon. And just to contrast it, says Reb David Feinstein, if you look a couple of psukim later, if you look after Shani, 
Then all of a sudden, Vayedaber Hashem on Moshe Lemar, there's Vayedaber, no more Vayomer. Vayedaber Hashem, what, is, what does that introduce? Which section? The section of Balmum. The section of, you don't have to do the Avoda, because you're a Balmum. You don't have to, all the different movement, all the different animals that you can't bring. But included in that are the Kohanim. Kikol Isha Sherbu Malo Yikrav. So we have to use a Lashon Kasha. Dibor is Kasha. So when we tell the Kohanim all the things they're not allowed to do, so Amir is enough. When we talk about the Kohanim about, oh, you don't have to do the Avoda. No, that's Lashon Kasha, that's Diva Yedaber. Says Reb David, says, yeah, it's exactly the point. Because the ideal and we would say, hopefully every Kohen has the exactly opposite attitude of what the Moshe Canaan was just discussing. And that is, every Kohen can't wait to be a Kohen. And every Kohen loves the privilege. Every Kohen wants to. You have to not be a Kohen to understand what it is to be a Kohen. And I learned Mishnahites with my children. We're Yisraelim. So we learn Mishnahites Yuma. Like, I can't do anything. It's all the Kohenim. And they do everything. And we, what do we do? We stand outside and watch. We do, do some davening. It's not fair. I want to be a Kohen. Right? But that's, that's the attitude of, of, right? We have to know. We have to know. Of my, of my place in life. But to be a Kohen is a privilege. It's amazing to be able to do everything that a Kohen does. Says with David Feinstein. That's why, if you look at the bottom, the answer is that even though the Kohen were restricted, we may assume they were happy to forego these things. In exchange for the privilege of participating in the temple service and the right to eat the, the karbanos. So it's the exact opposite of the Moshe Rabbeinim. All Moshe Rabbeinu and Hashem needed to tell the Kohanim about all their laws, the things they can't and they can't do. And that if you can't marry these women, you can't go to the cemetery, but eat the karbanos. Amira, soft Lashem. You don't need anything more than that. Because they love it. They love the kahuna, the avoda. It's wonderful. Ah, what about later on? Later on, all of a sudden, you're putting restrictions on who can't do the avoda. Sorry, you can't do the avoda. That's kasha. They don't want it to be told they can't do the avoda. I don't want to be called a balmor. I'm going to have to check the wood for worms. That's my job. I'm not going to want to do that. I want to do the real avoda. I want to run up the ramp, do the truma sedeshen. I want to do all the avoda. So when... Moshe Rabbeinu has to tell them that, I'm sorry, you can't all do the avoda, so these kohanim can't. That's Dibur, that's Lashen Kasha, because they want to do it. They don't want to be left out. That's the attitude of a Kohen, the Bechir of Am Yisrael. So the Moshe of Skadim says, lest we think that a Kohen could say, well, I'll give this up so I don't have to do that, Kamashalon, they can't. Rabbi David Feinstein says it in the positive. Every Kohen, we know, deep down, loves being a Kohen, can't wait to take part in the Avodah's Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, all you have to say is a Lashon Amira, very soft Lashon, very soft. He'll accept it right away. You'll only have to speak harshly to him when you're going to tell him that he can't do a mitzvah. When he can't do the Avodah, that's where Vayedaber needs to be brought in. Okay. One final thought related to Kohanim. Really, this Parsha is about... Part one, we have the Kohanim. And related to the Kohanim are the Mumin. Part two, you have a couple of Halachas. We're going to talk about one of them in the middle. Then you get the Parsha Samoadim. And then you have a couple of stories at the end, which uh, we won't get to this year, the Mekoshesh and, and others. Okay, but one final thought about the Kohanim, but it's really not only about the Kohanim, as we will see, but it relates to a mitzvah later on in the Parsha as well. Starts off, Parachav Aleph Pasik Tes. A detail 
in Ilchas Bezdin, but it will reveal to us something major and something that applies to each and every one of us, each in our own lives. Pazik tells us, Pazik test, next Pazik, right after Vikidashto. Uvazish Kohen ki techel is nos es aviyahi mechaleles ba'eshti saref. Detail in Allahcha, Rachman al-Itzlan, if an ish, uvaz ish Kohen, Abbas Kohen, who does not act faithfully, so she gets punished just like anyone who would get punished. But there's a different punishment for Abbas Kohen than for Abbas Yisrael. Torah tells us here, a specific punishment, ba'eshti saref srefa. A different punishment then Abbas Yisrael, who, as you look in the beginning of source number five, the Darki Musar quotes, gets chenek, which is a lesser form of Misa. Again, keep in mind, the Gemara tells us, the Mishnah tells us, that once every 70 years, maybe, Bezim puts somebody to death. Most of these halachas are there to teach us messages, not that they were lamaisa put into play, because if you think about it, it's very, very difficult for somebody in front of two witnesses to accept being warned and say, I'm going to do it anyway, even though I know I'm going to be killed, who would do that? It's the only way you're going to put somebody to death. So it hardly, even though all these punishments, hardly lemaisa. It was a deterrent, but hardly lemaisa. So, but we have to learn messages from all of the of the misos. So why is it? Why does a Bas Kohen get a more stringent punishment than a Bas Yisrael? Says the Darki Musr. There's a message here. We are judged. Each one of us is judged based on what is expected of us and what and who we represent. And the higher level that we represent, the more observant religious level we represent, the higher standards we must live up to and we are held accountable to. Ki eno dome hed yod haosa avera lo adam nichbar hanose keser al rosho ki avar avera. If a, a lowly person violates and a prince violates, it's not the same thing. Adam nasum romim me'am, somebody who is uplifted from the nation. Asher nichshal ba'avera, who stumbles. Hari hu mechalel u mevaze es ha-kavad ha-miuchad lo, shehu nosi al-rosho. He disgraces the kavad that was given to him. When there's somebody in such a high position, and that person does the same chait that somebody who's less famous and less chashuv does, when the person in the position in the spotlight does it, it's much worse. Bas Cohen achote, so just specifically answering this question, and then to branch out, Abbas Cohen, Kohanim, as we've spoken about, are held to a higher standard. They are the Bechir, they are the chosen ones of our nation. They've proven that they do it, right? By the Egel, they've proven they've earned this title through their forefathers. But because of that responsibility, right? Because of that privilege, so they have a greater responsibility. But then he says, if you think about it, it applies to all Jews, any Ben Torah. Anyone who goes through life, and whether it's in the office, he is the Ben Torah with the yarmulke on, or whether it's in the shopping center, or whether it's driving, or wherever it is, in school, if we represent Torah and servants of God, then it behooves us to live up to a higher standard. And something that may be acceptable for others. As the Gemara says, Adam Chashiv Shiny. Sometimes the Gemara says that one of the Amarom wouldn't do something because even though it's mutter, Adam Chashiv Shiny. 
Adam Chashev Shachar. If Shachar likes to say that means because most of us look at like an Adam Chashev. Well, if he does that, I could be like right under him, right? So the Adam Chashev has to be like above that so that everybody else does what what Adam Chashev should be should be doing. Meikar Adin. It says it says the Darkei Musar Ben Torah Sheinu Misnai Karoylo a Ben Torah who doesn't act properly. Hari who machalelu mavazeh as kavod keser haTorah asher who nosi arosho the crown that he has been given. The Kesar Torah that he has taken for himself, it's even worse. And he says, skipping that paragraph for a second, go to 21. The minute of the world, you're in the army. If there's a soldier that's missing a button on his uniform, and the soldier is, is, at, right, is at roll call in the morning, and then there's another soldier that was already thrown out of the out of the, out of the infantry, and he's, he was sent home, and he's, maybe he's working in the kitchen, and his his button is he looks disheveled, and his button is missing. It's the soldier at roll call, the soldier who's involved, who's in the army. He's going to be held more accountable because he's the tzava, he's the more chashiv one, he's the more formal. It's not iron properly. But a chayal that's not on duty anymore, whatever you want to look like. Right? If you can, whatever you want, if you're not on duty, right? It's whatever you want. But if, you, if, you're, if you're working right now, you represent something. You represent the army. You have to look properly. You have to look properly. So he says, and what about somebody who, every level, B'nai Torah, the Orthodox, you go further. If somebody has this chus of learning all day, somebody's in yeshiva, or if somebody's in uh, a midrashah, they, they represent. They represent. There's a certain standard that has to be kept. They're surrounded shaku and Torah all day. Line 28, Tamidei Yeshiva, Ben Torah, Hoi, the Shari Hashem. He has an even higher standard to be squeaky clean in all areas of their life. But that's the message of Abbas Kohen. Shreifa versus Chenek because we're judged and we're held responsible based on who we are. It's even a story of the Chafetz Chaim on the next page. Chafetz Chaim was once, it's quoted in, oh, I didn't write what it is. It's, this is the Karasal Shabbos Onig, the first volume. If you want to write it in, the Karasal Shabbos Onig, volume one, that's where the story is from. The story is told of the Chafetz Chaim that he was waiting for a train. He was going from Radin to Vilna. He was going and... All of a sudden, he's on the track. The train was supposed to be there in a couple of minutes. And he's about to, the train's about to come. And what happens? Somebody comes up to him and says that, you know, you know, down the block, so-and-so is sitting shiva. We have nine for a minion. You know, we, could, you just, could you just make the bimash for a minion? Could you, could you please? Chavaz Chaim had already davened. Chavaz Chaim says, sure, 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 I'll come. And he missed his train. Whatever, who knows if he, if he, if he, uh, if he made it. And as Talmudim said, Rebbe, you davened already. They'll find somebody else. Chavaz Chaim says, I'm not messing around. Chavaz Chaim, I catch his train. What are they going to say afterwards? Maybe somebody else could, could say that. I can't. I can't. In the, obviously, Ha'anam Mikaladam, right? Uh, we know the Chavaz Chaim. But he knew, he knew that he's held to a higher standard. Ha'chavaz Chaim, Shekvar Hispalolo, Hisis, Lorega Echad, Umiher Lamale, Esmavuka Shoshel HaYehudi. He went and answered the Bakasha, the request of the Udi. And he lost the Rakeva to Vilna and many hours. But, chas v'shalom, he should, he should think, people should think anything else. And you know what? We don't need the Daki Musr, that was wonderful. And we don't need the story of the Chavetz Chaim, though that's also wonderful. 
it's a Rambam. You don't have to look further than the Rambam. The Rambam says it explicitly. Where does the Rambam say it? On a mitzvah later in our parsha. This week's parsha is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem and Chil Hashem. Mitzvahs say. We think that Kiddush Hashem is something that we, we, when, do we do, when do we ever do the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem? When do we do it? We do it all the time. We do it about 30 times in davening every day. Every time we say Kaddish and we say Yehesh Rabbo, being the Kaddish Shem Shamayim. It's Kiddush Hashem. Every time somebody looks and says, Oh, Ben Torah, Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem's come up all the time. But Rahman al-Islam, there's the opposite of Chil Hashem. Says the Rambam on the Avera of Chil Hashem in source number 7. Mitzvah Samakimu, Mitzvah number 63, out of 365. Shehizhi Ranu Mi Hashem. It's the opposite. Tavinu Bo, Shekadam. Be'ura, but she is the Mitzvah Aseh, as I wrote earlier in the Mitzvah Aseh. And then the Rambam says there are three sections of Chil Hashem. Three sections. Number one is the extreme case. Line six. Shekal Misha Bikshu Mimenu Lavral Dvarman Mitzvah Bishas Hashman Rachman Litzlan. If we're called upon by an Anas to forcibly violate one of the Averos, or even not. At a time of national national sakana, not at the time of Shas Hashmad, uh, but at a, but any time, if it's one of the big three averus, Gilirai Shvi Chasam Avodazara, that whole category is one Yaharik Val Yavar. That's one, and if we don't, we're Mechal Shem Shemayim. That's number one category, extreme category of Chilash Chil Hashem. Category two, you look in the second column, Vachel Kasheni, is basically whenever we do an avera, we're being Mechal Shem Shemayim. We do an Avera. Every time we do an Avera, we're eating treif, and we're being mechal chil Hashem. Kei yasa adam Avera ain't taiva bavlohana. Not because I just can't control myself. Avo yechavin bepula so amera to bring us all. If I just overcome by a yitzhara, okay. But if I'm doing it and I know it's wrong, I'm do it anyway. That's category two. Those two don't have to do with us. Look at category three. Category three, the end of line seven. Vachelik hamiyuchad. The chilek that applies to each person. If somebody who is known to be a um, high-level person, if it looks like something not kosher to the masses, it's what we would call pasnished for this to be done by this person. Even if it's mutter. Chil Hashem can even be on a Maisa Hamuteris. Category three, because it depends on who you are. If people are going to look and see, obviously it's everybody's job to be Don Lekavs But I can't do anything that might make people have difficulty being down like the Chafetz Chaim. And that's the Darchei Musr, by Abbas Cohen getting Shreifa, and not just Chemek. Chil and Kiddush Hashem are based on who we are and what's expected of us. It works, by the way, in the opposite too, the positive. The greater person we are, we have the greater opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem in front of everybody. But specifically, Chil Hashem is discussed here. Okay. Moving right along. After the section of Kohanim, which we've just discussed in a number of mitzvos, we have Parachabes. The end of Parachabes, after the halachas of Baalei 
Mum. We have a couple of extra halachos which we read on Yantif to get a couple of extra psukim. But we happen to start with Percha Beis Padachavav, Sharoch Oez, Ki Valed. The halacha is a couple of other halachas of Karbanos brought here. Whenever an animal has a baby, Vahayav Shivas Yamim Tachasimo. The animal has to be with his mother for seven days. Umiyom Hashmini Vahala from day eight. And then you can give it as a carbon. This is known as the halacha of mechuser zman. I'm not allowed to bring a baby animal as a carbon until day eight. That's the halacha. Let's talk about this for a moment. Why do I have to wait till day eight? But this is the question. I didn't give it to you. It's the question of the Mishnah Lamelech, one of the great commentaries on the Rambam. Mishnah Lamelech, he says, why do I have to wait till day eight? Is it just because I'm not sure if this is a viable animal? I'm not sure it's a viable animal. Similar to the discussion by Pidyon Aben. Pidyon Aben, we wait until day 31. 30, 31. Why do we wait? Just do Pidyon Aben right away in the Bechar. We want to make sure it's a viable uh, viable baby. So you wait. 30 days is out of Shash Nefel. So is that why? Or, ask the Mishnah Malach, is there something symbolic? Is there something deeper about waiting till day 8? Day 8... And no, and no earlier. So just two interesting sources related to this topic. Number one is Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai is not here. Rabbeinu Bachai is in Parshas Lech Lecha. There's already a medrash. I didn't give you the medrash, but there's a medrash which says there's a lechatchila on day eight. Not just as an Isser before day eight, there's a Lachadchila on day eight. So right when we hear that, our brains start working. Lachadchila day eight, that sounds like Brismila. Not before day eight, on day eight. Is there a connection? Says Rabbeinu Bachai, yes. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, source number eight. This is a great Shalom Zachar Torah, if anybody has a baby boy this week. Vahaisa Brisi, Divsarchem Levrisola, Alderech Abshat. Tam hamila liyosa os kavua bebasar elamunas Hashem isberach miyuchudo. Says Rabbi Nachman, the purpose of bris is to create a physical identification with God. No matter what, there's never a moment. It's called an os. There's never a moment in our existence where we are not connected to Hashem. Right from day eight, we become a Jew, and for the rest of our life. We are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through our bris. Lo yishtane velo yasar imenu bein michayim bein la'achar misa. It's the only, we keep our connection even after death through bris mila. No other mitzvah could do that. Machlok asks, you bury somebody in a kosher talus, not a kosher talus, but you don't get the mitzvah of wearing tzitzis, really. It's chavshim and mitzvahs. Bein la'achar misa. V'hiinei hu nechnas ben munas ha'yichud. That's the symbolism of mila. But then he says, the Alderech HaMedrish. Alderech HaMedrish says, Rabbeinu Bachai, Mitzvah Mila, Hikinian Karbon. Bris Mila, we somewhat, we give ourselves as a Karbon to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Sandik is the Mizbeach. That's why there's tremendous powers of a Sandik on the day of a Bris. Everybody wants a Bracha from the Sandik. Because the Sandik is like the Kapara powers of the Karbon, of the Mizbeach. Ukeshem Shedama Karbon Lechapara Ala Mizbeach. And just like the blood of the Karbon is a Kapara on the Mizbeach, Kach Dam Hamila Mechaper. 
so too the Dahamil is Machaper. V'yalkein mitzvasa biyamashmini. And that's why, and here's our connection, that's why the Torah says, Brismil is on day eight, it's not before. Why? So the Gemara gives one reason, but Rabbi Bachai gives another reason. Why Brismil on day eight? Because it's just like a carbon. Ki akarban lo yichshirad yomashmini. Because a carbon is not kosher until day eight. So we don't give our children as carbonos in mila till day eight, because that's a carbon as well. And he continues just like by a carbon, there's a special mitzvah of having a suuda with the carbon. Achila, achila is a carbon lachapar, so too. There's an Indian, there's a mitzvah to have a suda's brismila, which is a which could be the most crucial suda that we do related to any mitzvah. And he says, Brismila is even greater than a carbon. Why? Carbon is just my wallet. Meal is my body. He is the one that connects Brismila and our mitzvah. This week's parsha of Machusr's man. Why is Brismila day eight? Because it's like a carbon. But there's another idea. And it's in the opposite direction. This is a uh, collector's item sheet. It's an unknown Shibale Haleket. One of the Rishonim, Repsikia Arofi, in source number nine. Has an amazing Ha'ara, our davening Shabbos morning, and this line hopefully will never be the same after we hear this thought. Says the Shibale Haleket in Ospei Base. He says that not like Rabbeinu Bachai, that you learn Brismila from Karban, but maybe you learn Karban from Brismila. Because there's another idea that is stated in many svarim why brismila is on day eight. Probably the most popular answer outside of the Gemara, and that is to make sure the baby has a Shabbos. You want to make sure the baby has a Shabbos before he gets a bris. Day eight, you're covered. You're right, sometimes you can just wait one day. But day eight, you're covered. There's definitely a, there's definitely a Shabbos there. Says the sheep, keep that in the back of our minds. Says the Shibali Haleket. There's a line we say every Shabbos Musaf that's somewhat difficult to understand. The beginning of Musaf, we say, Tikanta Shabbos, Ratzisa Karbanoseha. Hashem, Tikanta Shabbos, you made Shabbos, Ratzisa Karbanoseha, you are Merutzeh, you love the Karbanos. What, Hashem only likes Karbanos on Shabbos? He doesn't like Karbanos the rest of the week. Tikanta Shabbos, Ratzisa Karbanoseha. That's the Shibali Haleket's question. Yesh Mefarshim says the Shibali Haleket line 4 Ratzis HaKarbanoseha Vechi Karbanes Shabbos who wrote Seh Karbanes HaKol Eino wrote Seh Atzmaha What he only likes the Karbanes of Shabbos? Elakach Pirusho says the Shibali Haleket fascinating Shalom Ratzis HaShum Karban El Imkain Over Alav Shabbos We can't bring a, a Karban until the animal had a Shabbos on it the kachum mafurish, the psikta the shor cheves, and he says it's a psikta, it's a medrash. By a shivasim im tachazimo, the medrash tells us mashal lemelach shenichas b'medina. A king comes to a country. The hotzi cruz he puts out an announcement. V'yamar kol adam la yirupanai et sheyirah pnei matron etchila. Whoever wants to see me first has to go see my 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 special servant. Kacham arkadish baruch ol Yisrael. Hashem says you want to see me, you got to go see Shabbos first. You want, to have, you want to bring a carbon? Got to have it. And he says, At Shetavah of Shabbos, She ain't Zion below Shabbos, Ve ain't Mila below Shabbos. Right? He throws that in there. And that's the shot of the Pasuk, of, of the Tila. Tikat Shabbos, Hashem, you made Shabbos, 
And therefore, Ratzisa Karban always. Always Ratzisa Karban Because every Karban has to have a Shabbos. Where did it get that Lashon from Ratzisa? It's our Pasik. Umiyom Ashmini Vahala Ye Ratzeh. L'Karban Isha Lashem. Ye Ratzeh. That's where the Bali Bali Tfila got the word. Ratzisa Karban Because every Karban, just like Brismila got done, because every baby, every even an animal, even an animal going through a Shabbos, it's a different animal. Even the inanimate world, the animate of the animate, the world around us, the animal kingdom, the plants, the entire world is different after a Shabbos and every Shabbos that it goes through. Tikanta Shabbos, Ratzisa Karbonosecha, the connection between Brismila and Mechusersma. Okay. Now we get to the Parsha Samoat. The main, I shouldn't say the main, there was a lot of main, everything's the main. It's a Gemara in Eirvin that says, you shouldn't say one vart is good and one vart because then what about the other varts? What about the other Divrei Tower? Okay, everything is great. Anyway, Perachof Gimel. Perachof Gimel, we have the Parshas HaMoadim. Hashem says to Moshe. So, first, let's have a thought relating to all the Moadim in general. Right? Moadim Hashem Ikarei Kodesh. It's more of a Ha'ara made by Rav Pincus in source number 10. Says Rav Pinkus, I've gone to a lot of shiurim in my life. Rav Pinkus, a chronicle of racha. I've heard a lot of Musr shmuzin. Sichus Musr from the from the greats. Rav Chaska Levinstein and Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. He's heard a lot of Sichus Musr, and a lot of them he heard about all the Yomim Tovim. And he says, I always found it hard to understand when I was learning and I was listening to these to these sichot. I find it hard to understand when I heard a sicha first on Sukkot, and the introduction to the shir was, this is going to be the yisod of your entire life. And if you understand this yisod that I'm about to tell you, that's it. What? And I, and I got it. A few months later, it was, right, that was Sukkot, Hanukkah. I heard a shir on Hanukkah. This is the yisod of your entire life. And if you understand this, everything's going to fit in. But didn't he tell me to see yisod three months ago? And there's another yisod. And then a few months later, it was Purim, Tarek Purim. I'm going to tell you the secret to ev- everything's the secret to everything. And I never understood. They were making a joke. They were making a joke. Like, it's not the Yisod, because in three months from now, it's going to be Pesach. And you have a Pesach the Yisod. And then it's going to be Shruis. This is the most important holiday. Right? It's kind of Labad Aradom. This is the holiday of Torah Shabbat Pet. Right? Every holiday is the holiday of Torah Shabbat Pet. Yom Kippur, Hanukkah, Purim. But this is what it says for Pinkus. I don't understand. Until I started giving Shirim. Says Rav Pincus, and I started doing the same thing. And then I thought to myself, so why am I doing it? I do the same thing. I'm going to tell my Talmudim the secret of it all right now. And I know in a month from now, I'm going to tell them this is the secret of it all. So I don't understand. What are they doing? What am I doing? So says Rav Pincus, there's no contradiction. And there's no problem. And every yontif could be the episode of everything. Line 18. Or, or line 50, just read this last one lines. Line 50. When I started giving Shirim, I also picked up this weakness. I say it all the time. This is the episode of everything. So he says, He says, the answer is simple. He says, I'll give you a mashal. The human body. Hain Kishemadabrim al Rafu Sagufish Shoalim. Mawa Khilik Bamunak Ikara Adam. 
if somebody goes to you and asks, what is the most important organ of the body? So it's important organ of the body. What would you answer? One of us might say the heart. One of us might say the brain. One of us might say all the blood vessels throughout the body. One of us might say, might depend what kind of doctor you are, right? One of us might say this and that. Who's right? The nervous system. Yeah, the teeth, right? The, so, so what is it? You, couldn't, you wouldn't be able to eat. You wouldn't be able to eat without it. I was, I was in... Uh, on, uh, on Cholamoid, I went to, um, you think teeth aren't, right? Teeth also. We had to, there's a, went to the zoo. The koalas in the zoo. Right? What, what, when do koalas die? They have very soft teeth. So they chew and chew and chew, and then they lose their teeth. They can't chew anymore, and then they die. The teeth! Imagine, if we don't have teeth, we can't chew anything, we can't eat anything. Says Rav Pincus, who's right? They're all right. The heart is the esode, and the brain is the esode, and the, and everything is the esode. Because it all just depends how you look at it, but everything's the asode. It's a package. But each part of the package is the asode as well. Pesach is the asode. And Shmuis is the asode. And Sukkot. And Chanukah. And Purim. And Tubav. And tu- everything. Tubishma. Everything's the asode. And it's fine. And it's wonderful. Because it's all the asode. That's the, that's what we say. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, line twenty-five. Barat Olamo Bofan Shel Muad. Amachlik as a Meruba. V'lochein Aleinu Litfos Kol Sugi B'Fnei Atzma. Whatever holiday we're up to, we focus on. We get the most out of it. We should treat it as if it's the most important thing in the world right now. The most important thing in the world is Sfirah Omer. That's what it is right now. That's the most important thing in life and the only thing in life. And then we go step by step, and hopefully built up with all these Yisodos and come to a complete, complete religious personality. Rafinkus getting into all the Moad. The first Moad discussed, which is a problem, which there are many, many answers given, not for this year, but Rashi quotes one answer, but the answers are, again, what is Shabbos, the first one on the list for? These are the Moadim. We're ready. Where are we going to start from? We can start from Pesach. We can start from Rosh Hashanah. We can, where are we going to start from? That was not expected. Shabbos? And just in case we thought that Shabbos is really part of it, the next Pesach, as if we're starting again. So it's like the Torah starts and does a double take. And it says Shabbos and it starts again. Okay, not for now. Look at the Mepharshim. Rashi already says we compare Shabbos and Yantif. Many, many suggestions given. But one, focus on the Shabbos Pasuk. Shabbos is also called Shabbos Shabbason, not just Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is sweet. Ah, that's Shabbos Shabbason. Shabbos is also called Shabbos Shabbason. The Pasuk tells us. It's Shabbos in all of your Moshavos. Wherever you are at Shabbos, ask the Azayim Latar of Saratskin. Would I have thought otherwise? What Shabbos is a mitzvah to Baras? Sometimes the Gemara darshes. The Gemara learns out from words like this that it applies, I would have thought, only in one place, Kamash Molanat. What, what would I have thought? What's the emphasis of the Torah? Shabbos Hashem b'chol Moshe in all of your Moshavos. Let's see how Rav Sarutskin thinks. Source 11, top left. V'lamin nabar b'chol Moshe v'seichem. V'nirali, she Shabbos hi Kedushas Hazman. 
Shabbos is the mitzvah of sanctity of time. Can we think about this for a second, says of Sarotskin? Shabbos is the most holy of days. We think Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, everything. Shabbos is the makar of all Kedusha. We say it in, in Kiddush every Friday night. It's the source of it all. Lama Kedusha Zui Why? Asks the Rav Sarotskin, why didn't Hashem create Shabbos? The same exact moment in time in every place on the entire earth. Hashem could have done that. He could have figured out a way to make it Shabbos everywhere. Shabbos, you know, maybe it is that, whatever. Shabbos starts now, it's 6 o'clock here, it's 7 o'clock there. Or he could have made it at the same time. Why did Hashem, it's, it's Shabbos here. It's mom, it says to Sarotskin, I, I, I plow right here, and I'm Chayav Misa. If I plow in the next time zone, Mutu Gamre. How is that? It's so holy, it's the source of it all, and it's different wherever you are. Why is that appropriate? Why shouldn't it be the Achdus and Shabbos? It's all, it's all Zechamai Sebracious. So he says, why is it, line 10, if one Jew works where the sun has already set, how are you Chayef Skila? The Yehudi Acher, Hagar, Be'ezar, Shalatzan, Mayrav, V'sham, Moshaka, Ha'od, Chama, Mutar, Vatiyaz, Malacha. And the same thing with Moshe Shabbos. He says, why is that? Says Rav Saratskin, Ava, line 18, in his bone, in my sabracious, says Rav Saratskin, Shabbos is Zechel of my sabracious. The way it is in the world is exactly parallel to what was in my sabracious. Did we ever think about this? When Hashem put the sun in the sky, in my sabracious, at that moment, at the beginning of Yom Ravii, which we celebrate every 28 years or so, right? right? When Hashem put the sun in the sky at that moment, so the earth was already there. So at that moment, it was, let's say, the morning, it was sunrise in one place. It wasn't sunrise everywhere. What about the other side of the earth? It was pitch black. And what about on the side of the earth? It was like, I don't know, the middle of the night. It was... It was, it was a couple of hours before, a couple of hours after. Sister Saraskin, when Hashem created the sun, and he, when, he, when he put the sun in its proper place, it wasn't the same moment in time then either. It wasn't sunrise or sunset or noon at every place on earth. It was the entire day. Shekatsav Hashem Labrias Dabar Zeh Oacher. Hainu. Bishosh Amar Hashem Tachi Arts Deshe. When Hashem said the grass should grow, Hitchila Arts Lovashes Deshe, but Makam Tchila Sabriya, but Nimshacha Hil Bisha, and it continued. Vachena Yabachol Dabar and Nivra Shaloh Nasabarega Echad. There was never a moment that everything happened. Boom! Creation? What did it take a whole day for then? What, the Deshe took a whole day? What Hashem had to wait? He had to catch his breath? Chasmashalom. I did the Deshe already. Took a long No! It was spread. Kaddish Baruch wanted it to be spread out. Says the, no pun intended, says the, says the uh, Rav Sarotskin. So when it says, line 31, When he said that, could have Think about the Maoros, the sun and the moon. When Hashem hung them, line 36 now, It was noon, Exactly opposite on earth where the sun was. 
But earlier, it was sunrise. It was earlier in the morning, later in the morning. That's what Shabbos commemorates. Shabbos has to be different in all places on earth because that's what exactly commemorates Maisa Bracious, which also had time zones and the earth rotated on its axis and there were different times. Line 43, When Hashem put the sun where it was, you know what? Part of the earth was pitch black. They didn't have the, the light of the sun. Maybe they had the magnetic pull of the sun. Hashem set up the orbits and the whole solar system at that moment. But the sun wasn't shining on the entire earth. That's why... It's not a bit evan. Oh, Hashem... No, it's Dafka. When we think that it's Shabbos here and it's not Shabbos yet there, or vice versa, we should think that's what happened in my Sabratius. That's exactly what happened then, and that's what we parallel when we say on Friday night, Zechel my Sabratius, that's what we're doing. We're starting Shabbos now. We know our friends over the seas don't have Shabbos yet, already have Shabbos, because it's an exact parallel, says Rav Saratsk. And that's punchline, Bechol Moshe it's Shabbos in every respective place whenever the appropriate time comes for Shabbos to start. Shabbos Hashem bechol moshvoseichem. That's what he says all the way at the end on the next page on source 12. Shabbos mascheles v'nigmeres bechol moshvoseichem. Masayish eschila hashvisha b'sheisiz meibreshis b'moshavzeh o acher. Okay. One final point for, for the evening. So we get into, after Shabbos, of course the Torah starts off with Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. Or Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. In between, though, Pesach and Shavuos, we have the Mitzvah of Sviris HaOmer. So we haven't done the Be'er Yosef in a long time, Rav Yosef Misalant, so we're going we're to end on a high note with his, with his thought. I mentioned this in a drasha a couple of years ago. The Be'er Yosef. Yeshla his bonane. He has about, again, I gave you about half of his piece, which is three pages. He had six pages. I gave you the first part. Feel free to, uh, to look further. We'll just do enough to, uh, little, hopefully a little more than just whet our appetite. Question one. Svirsa Omer is a very, it's a very special mitzvah. We count down to Kabbalah Satora, famous words of the Sefer HaChinuch, which we'll see soon. But you count down to things that you value and that you look forward to. But the Omer is a very special carbon. Right? It matters you to eat from the new grain, second day of Pesach, and we count every day, Al Svirasa Omer. What does the word Omer mean? An Omer is just a measurement. What's so significant that this special, unique, amazing carbon, which there are even Midrashim, Look at line 17 for a minute. The Medrash says, Rabbi Yochanan Omar, La'olam altihi mitzvahs omer kalabeinecha. Don't think the mitzvahs omer, don't take a light in your eyes. Sha'al yidei mitzvahs ha'omer, zocha Avram lirashaz Eretz Kenan. Only because of the omer was Avram Avinu zocha to go into Eretz Yisrael. The omer? What's so exciting about the omer? And why is it called omer? Always a measurement. You don't have any other carbon called a measurement. Let's call this carbon apha or lug, right? Or kav, revius. Let's call that. Why is it called the omer? Why is it called the omer number one? What's so significant about this carbon that because of it we're, we're zochet? Three. It's all a similar question. We count from it. Svirasa omer. 
It's somehow as if we would think about the Omer and that would give me some amazing message that would help me in my leading up to Kabbalah Torah. Some deep recognition of God. Thinking about the carbon Omer. What's, what's the big deal about the carbon Omer? It's not even an animal. Right? It's some, some, some grain. Barley. It's barley. Final question. We specifically bring the carbon Omer on the second day of Pesach. Is there any significance? It's a big discussion in, in conceptual analysis and lumbus. Is the carbon of Omer a carbon of the Chag? Or is it a separate carbon? It just so happens that we bring it on the Chag. It's a question that uh, the Achronim deal with. But is there anything specific about the second day of Pesach that, that helps us understand? Says the Ber Yosef. Again, I, I, there are other questions here, but that's enough for us. He quotes the Sefer HaChinuch. As we know, the Sefer HaChinuch tells us that the countdown of Sirius Omer is a lead-up to Kabbalah Satora. Sefer HaChinuch says on line 11, Kedei Shen is boni mitoch maisa. He says, HaChinuch is about to say it in general, but then we're going to get to the, the key, the secret, more specific in a moment. But first, let's see the Chinuch. The Chinuch says, Kedei Shen is boni mitoch maisa. Why do I bring the carbon to Omer from the new grain? So we think, I think about the tremendous kindness that Hashem has done. That He gives us grain every year. Similar idea to Bikurim. Similar idea to Arla and Netaravai. The first have to go to God. That gives me a recognition that it all comes from God. Karbana Omer. We bring from the first grain, the first barley that grew. We bring it as a carbon to remember that really all of our parnasa comes from Hashem. Lachain, ra'oi lano shanakrav lo barachum imena, lo banazkir chazdo betuvo hagadol betermnenem imena. To be makrav it to him before we get hanah from it. That's what the carbon over is all about. Recognizing that it all comes from Hashem. Says the Ber Yosef, there's one more secret that if we understand this, everything is opened up to us. And I think it's, it's, it's quotes a Medrash. If you turn over, turn over the page for a minute. Again, feel free to read this straight afterwards. He quotes on top, Mavur Bidvarav, you see in the words of the Chinuch, the Tamavasa Omer, Hu Akaras Atova Vachesed, Shashem Isbar Osimanu. Hashem gives us everything. He gives us the new Tzvua every year. But now he says, let me, let me, uh, let me sharpen that for a moment. The Medrash tells us, Look at this Medrash, line 38. Where else in the Torah does the word Omer appear? Omer la Golgolis, by the Mun. The Mun, everybody got an Omer. Everybody got the measurement. Same word, Omer la Golgolis, says the Medrash, line 38. Amar Abrechia, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael Hashem says to Moshe, Tell the Jews. Hashem says, I for 40 years give Omer to you. As it says, Omer la Golgolis. You're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. Now it's time for you to give Omer to me. The carbon ha-Omer is a hemshech. It's a continuation of the mun. 
The Omer, what the Sefer HaChinuch should say, it's about recognizing that all Parnasa comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All Parnasa, that's the man. That's why it's called the Karbana Omer. Because it's the same idea that the man taught us. It's the man, it's the Omer. That's the recognition that we need as we lead up to Kabbalah Satorah. And that's the significance. And that's why, beautifully, when did the man stop falling? Right before Pesach. So it's a Hemshech right then, boom! That's when we have to start giving, the, that's when we have to bring the carbon Omer. We have to bring it every day. But symbolically, we take the first, we wait till when historically the mon stopped, the mon, the, 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 when it was clear, we had clarity that this food came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're a Hemshech. Hashem says, I gave you plenty of Omer, now it's time for you to give me Omer. Omer la Golgolis. And that's what he says in the last column. Man came from them, taketh. Even though it was physical food, but really, as we know, it was all ruchani. There was no waste products that came from the man. And he continues turning over the page. That, yes, there is a requirement. And Meheri Yibana Beisa Migdash, we know that the Aaron HaKodesh, the Aaron was buried by Yoshio HaMelech. Right now, Bismarck is that today. The Aaron is deep down in Haramoria under the Kodesh Kadashim. There was a secret compartment room where Shlomo Amel built because he knew the base of Entish was going to be destroyed. So in there is the Aaron, and we have a Mesorah that Aaron's Mate is going to be there. We're going to see that when Mashiach comes. And the Tzinsenus Haman, bottle of Mun is going to be there. We're going to see the Mun. But says the Bear Yosef, that's in the Kodesh Kadashim. How many times do we have a reminder of the Mun? We never see that. So the Torah obligates that we need a reminder that we could see, that is more meaningful to us, that we can be reminded of. So you know what we do? Right after the month finished, historically, you bring the Omer, and then you know what? You mention it for the next 50 days, all the way until Kabbalah Satorah. Sviras, Ha-Omer, Omer, 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 and everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch That's the message that we need to internalize in this, in this time period. And that's what he says, uh, in the end, Lazet, last paragraph that I gave you. That's when the man stopped. The man ran out. The man stopped falling a month earlier. Zion Adar, when Moshe died, because the man was was Moshe. But they had enough man last for another. They crossed the yard in the tenth of Nisan. They had, a, they had enough man, enough man for five weeks. That's a, that was another nace that it lasted for five weeks. But after that, it's, it ran out. Lomar, she'elu shnei ha'umrim, shneihem shavim ke'echad. My Omer and his Omer, capital H, are equal. She'hem kulam rak miyad Hashem. V'chein shavim heim ganleinyan hazet. They're equal and they're Omer and that's why we call it the Omer. So we should all internalize this message. Everything comes about Gadosh Baruch Hu. A new, a deeper appreciation of Sviras ha'Omer. And Hashem, we should be zocheh. As we keep the keep the march going, as we're already ha- more than halfway, more than halfway into the, we're in the second half of the Svira as we count down to Zman Matan Torah Okay, we'll stop here.